Hey folks, Patrick Francie here, and welcome to this special edition episode of the Everyday Millionaire Podcast, where I'm joined today by my amazing wife, Stephanie Hanlon Francie, and we are going to open a conversation that we call Mindset Matters. Now, for listeners who have not had the opportunity to listen to my past podcast with Stephanie, I'll provide a very brief bio right here, which is Stephanie is a mental performance coach and works with professional and Olympic athletes and entrepreneurs. She has enjoyed an award-winning career that spans more than 25 years. And in the past, Stephanie worked as the first paid female skating coach in the NHL, where she worked many years with the Edmonton Oilers, as well as the St. Louis Blues. In addition to that, her business, Quantum Speed Skating, systems has worked with thousands of individual players at every level from around the world and in addition to all of that she is an accomplished and also an award-winning entrepreneur and a leader in three successful businesses now in this episode stephanie and i share our thoughts and perspective of mindset and why it matters. Right now, we believe that we're living in and through what could likely be one of the most impactful global events in history. COVID, the pandemic, a changing world, that's what's going on. And in amongst all of that, there is confusion, there is uncertainty, there is divisiveness, which is threatening to tear apart the very social fabric of our society. And while that may sound to some like a dramatic overstatement, I know others who would suggest it is a clear understatement. However you are seeing, hearing, or experiencing what is happening in your world, what Stephanie and I do know, and what we are experiencing firsthand is the mental, emotional, spiritual, and even physical breakdown of many people. Some are good friends, others are good acquaintances, uh, friends of friends, and others are even our coaching clients. This episode of the Everyday Millionaire Mindset Matters podcast is really an introduction for the context of mindset. It's a, I guess, bigger, deeper conversation. And our intention is that it inspires you to ask yourself different questions or to pause and consider how you view your world, your life. Our intention is actually to have a conversation, a dialogue, and share some insights we've gained through our life experiences as coaches and as entrepreneurs. This is a special edition, and we're not making a commitment to doing a regular show, although we may because we're kind of inspired that way, but we'd appreciate any feedback that you may like to share with us. You can send an email to ceo at raincanada.com or, of course, share or comment on the Everyday Millionaire Facebook page. So, Having said all of that, let's get on with the show. Listen in. Enjoy. Stephanie Handlin, Francie, welcome to the Everyday Millionaire Podcast. This is great. I'm excited about this conversation. We're here at Poolside Studio, and uh, this is a special edition of the Everyday Millionaire because we're talking mindset matters. We've had some conversations about uh, what we might want to do with the podcast. Maybe this becomes a regular segment. We're going to leave it up to the listeners, though. I think, you know, we'll see where the interest lies. Uh, we actually launched a program called Mindset Matters. Uh, we're running it uh, October, November, December to kick it off. And then we'll see what that does, a bit of a test and see what interest is. And that's a group program. And uh, we'll talk a little bit more about that as we go along. But Mindset Matters, such an important conversation for a number of reasons. And uh 
we have to go outside of just the world of real estate, which, you know, with the Real Estate Investment Network, we live in that space. But having said that, uh, we're business owners, you're uh, a, a mental performance coach with professional athletes, Olympic athletes, as well as um, we'll call them Olympic uh, business owners for lack of better things right now. Anyway, so let's talk about Mindset Matters, why we're having this conversation, and I'll let you go with, uh, why are we having this conversation, Stephanie? Well, I think because we're curious. For me, I'm curious to know what makes people tick. And we think about the doingness of things going forward in life and in, in family and in whether well, it's business. We all are looking at things through our own set of filters. So what happened was you and I started talking a little while ago, you know, just hanging out with each other, two, two weeks to flatten the curve. And we started to talk about all the things that were affecting us and our community and our relationships. And a lot of it came down to perspective, perception and basically mindset. You know, mindset is such an interesting conversation because there's lots of, you know, I guess, definitions of it. There's lots of uh, conversation around mindset. You know, we often talk about values-based uh, thinking. Uh, we talk about willpower, want power, uh, inspiration versus motivation. You know, we, we approach it from a lot of different things, but mindset is even much deeper than all of that. And uh, today we want to talk a little bit about why, why the conversation around mindset and why it's important. Uh, it's not just about success. It's not about getting shit done. It's not about you know being uber successful in business or in life. It's really how we approach business, how we approach life. It's actually all about us and how we view the world. And the fact remains that we can actually uh, shift the filters that we see the world through that changes or alters uh, some of the decisions we make. And how we view life overall. And that's not just about learning how to think positively. To me, that doesn't even scratch the surface when we talk about quote unquote positive thinking or when we're talking about how you view the world, for example, there's also the emotional side. So how are we driven by our emotions or are we actually being able to connect our intellect to our emotionality and make decisions when we are under stress? Because I think there's a funny little analogy is that what happens, Patrick, when you squeeze an orange, what comes out? Juice. Right. So if a stressed person or an upset person or an angry person gets put under a bunch of pressure, what comes out? Anger, stress, frustration, etc. So it shows up. What shows up? We are who we are emotionally and intellectually. And sometimes it's difficult to separate those through those two things when we're under pressure. So where do we want to go with this? Because there's a couple things around mindset. You know, number one, we talk about how emotionally it can really what can happen is we connect these dots that aren't the truth. They're the truth for us emotionally. But if we are actually to apply, you know, first principles thinking, we could actually shift the filter and realize that it's just emotion driving our view of the world and what's actually happening. So, you know, in my study of stoicism and, you know, you really start to understand that when you're in it emotionally, one of the, one of the, best questions I've ever come to ask myself and learn to ask myself in my study is what can I control? At the end of the day, you look at what you can control and really the only thing you have control over is your reaction to what's happening in the world. So, you know, you think about how charged up I can get politically, because that's just one of those things that pushes my fired up Francie, fired up Francie. I can get pretty fired up about that, but I have no control over it. You know, what happens, what is what happens? The politicians do what they do. It pisses me off sometimes and or often. But the point is this, is that 
I can let that overtake me emotionally and let it ruin my day, or I can step back from it and go, I don't have any control over that. Yeah, it's annoying, but what can I do? All I can do is control my emotion because it doesn't matter how pissed off I get. Politicians don't care. They don't even know. So it only affects me and, you know, that those people around me. So part of mindset in this in this conversation as we wander around trying to kind of grasp onto a, a thought process is really getting a handle on ourselves and how we view the world and how we can change it and what drives it, you know? You're talking mindset, not how we can change the world, right? <laughs> yes, mindset, <laughs> how we can change the world. Well, we, well possibly, I mean, possibly. The way you view things actually is about what you're seeing in the world. And what's the, your famous uh, Wayne Dyer quote that you love? Oh, when we change the way we look at things, the things we look at change. Brilliant. Yeah. I, I love that quote. And it's true. And you talked about a little bit dropped in there about first principles. Like when we talk about values-based decision-making and principles, uh, morality, all of those ethics, all those things, I think people get a little bit confused when we talk about mindset and how do you set your mind to something when, or you have to make a decision on something when you really don't know what the outcome is going to be because none of us have a crystal ball. Mm -hmm. But what we do have is a set of guiding principles or guiding values. Mm -hmm. Well, you said something there that I don't want to step over, which is mindset, which is what are we setting our mind to? It's a different way to phrase it, but it's a pretty powerful distinction. You know, we just arbitrarily say, well, it's your mindset. Well, let's dig into that a little bit. And, you know, the, the actual word means what are you setting your mind to? Exactly. And when you set your mind to something that we can really, as human beings, we only have, we're basically... Um, monotaskers. We're not multitaskers. Yeah, no, so you can't do it. <laughs> it's impossible. So truly, when you think about being an expert in the fine art of monotasking, it is about really what you're setting your mind to in that moment. Other things going on, of course. Goal setting, of course. Future state, of course. Living in the past, not so much. But mindset, what you set your mind to or what you have your heart set on in this moment is really all you can focus on. And in the world of study that I do um, in the world of NLP and sport performance psychology is that you have the, we have certain capacities, you know, it used to be we could hold five to seven plus or minus two things in our heads at the same time. But right now with technology and the way things are going and the speed of the planet and the internet, etc., we think that we have an increased capacity. But the truth is our capacity has decreased. It's mm. down between two and four plus or minus one containers or uh, things to consider at the same time. It's gone down. It's hurting us. What's happening outside if we spend too much time focusing on the external or what we can't control, it actually decreases our ability and our capacity to focus on the things that matter to us. So put that in a perspective where we can apply it. Give me, give me some substance to that. Tell me a story or give me an example. Okay, well, think about it. If you're setting a goal, for example, with my Olympic athletes, for example, my clients are getting ready to go to the Games in Beijing in 2022 in February. Now, that's coming up very quickly. Now, they also have to draw from their past and their history and their experience. But the truth is they have to focus on the moment. So the paradox, I call that the paradox of being a champion. The paradox is, is that how do you stay focused in the moment when you have a dream and a desire that lives in the future, but also you have to draw on your experience from the past, but not live there. So in order for you to be able to, in order for me to be able to help them shift basically their mindset so they can focus on what's important now or the win, what's important now, is that they have to acknowledge what their goals are, write them down, get them out in front of them, focus on what's going on in the moment, but link that or attach that to the future. Now, 
it's not just one thing in the moment. They also have to deal with their treatments or their physiology, what's going on, their nutrition, their sleep, their coaching, their choreography, their what's going on. They have to get their car fixed. They have to pay their bills. So what we do is we go and we don't do to-do lists. We do I will lists. So what will I do today? So you put down those two to four things that you know you will do in that moment, in that day that you can actually accomplish on the way to achieving your goals of being an Olympic champion. So it's being very focused on those steps that you need to take that are going to move you forward. Now. Seems simple, right? Seems simple. Why don't we all do it? And, and, you know, there's a fundamental, when we talk about mindset, you know, we, I want to go back to where we kind of talked about what's going on emotionally for us and for people, you know, there's a really cool book and I don't remember the name of it, but it's, you know, really it boils down to your gut is your second brain. Right. And so we talk about mindset, then we talk about intellect, but it's driven by emotion. Uh, one of the things that we know, and, and this is all part of mindset, right, is that it's not this simplistic ideology of just positive thinking because we know that's bullshit. It doesn't, you can't think only positive thoughts. It, it's just, you know, it's impossible. It's universal law. There's two sides to any of it. There's always, Anyways, we won't go down that hole. The point is this, is that, you know, recently in uh, research I was doing, and, and I know this, you know, I think there's so many things that we know already, uh, but it's just bring it to uh, our attention, which is the vagus nerve, which is one of the primary drivers of what we think. It, 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 it's our body's communication with our brain. And you're the specialist in all of those things, but what happens is that your body's feeding your brain information and your brain is misinterpreting that information. And diet is at the foundation of all of it. So we talk, you know, we can look at gluten or we can look at celiac and, and the effect that has on people. And their emotions and, their and also emotions, their mindset. Their Absolutely. mindset, their brain, anger stuff shows up. Uh, and we've probably all had a food hangover where we've eaten something and we, you know, all of a sudden, you know, we wake up the next day and we're cranky we feel like crap and and really that's your brain interpreting all of this information that it got from your gut from what's happening so this isn't once again it's not to go on a tangent i, I want to talk about it but it's it's really understanding that mindset is you know when we when we came up with the term mindset matters it is really matters of the mind but it's also matters of what drives us emotionally uh, spiritually physically how important that is to how we think how we view the world is driven a lot by diet it's, it, and, and exercise and our health if we're feeling crappy our brain saying you feel crappy and its view of the world is everything is negative so these are things that we want to draw attention to. Right. So you think about nutrition. So there's people that are focused on nutrition or diet, a dietitian. There's physio physical trainers. Um, there are people that are working independently in silos to support mindset. But what if as human beings, we just take and slow down a second and say, okay, what am I putting in my body? What environment am I in? What am I looking at every day? How am I seeing the world? What is my interpretation? What's going on? So environment is also part of that. When you think about environment, not just about what's around you, but what where you live, but also what you're putting into the environment actually affects your mindset. Mm -hmm. So we think about back in the day, we would do affirmations. So Louise Hay's book, you know, uh, You Can Heal Your Life, for example, took me on a, on a journey that was incredible because it allowed me to connect 
what was happening in my body and how I was feeling to an emotion or that I could actually shift my perception on things and begin to slow my thoughts down and which also connected to slowing my reaction to things down, which is really where people get caught up in the feelings of things, right? So much emotion is driven and and our self-talk. So when we talk, you know, when we go into the conversation of mindset, we also have to look at what is the conversation we're having with ourselves about ourselves. You know, the the not enough conversation, you know, I'm not smart enough, I'm not tall enough, I'm not rich enough, I'm not enough, I'm just not enough. You know, and these are all conversations that all link back to mindset and how we view the world. So this takes a study, it takes work, it takes understanding. Uh, you know, last year in 20, late 2020, yeah, late 2020, I guess it was, we launched Shift, which was a program, a coaching program that we did as a group coaching. And, and that's really our love is, is group coaching, especially when you get into intimate groups like we had. I don't remember what we had, 12 or 12, 15, 13 people, I think. 13 people. Amazing. And, uh, you know, Shift turned into an acronym, which was Setting Honest Intentions for Transformation. Slow down, cowboy. Say that again. Setting, setting. Honest Intentions. For transformation, and it was actually transformational thinking, which was all part was also part of of mindset. But it was tools to do that, intentionally looking at what is going on in your life, and then you know, step by step, breaking it down and putting in corrections and shifting shifting things, which was you know based on understanding and and knowing your truth, uh, self discovery. It was really a journey of self discovery, and I believe that mindset. The whole conversation about mindset matters is a self-discovery conversation. It's very different than, say, personal growth, for example. Yep, and and it's interesting because you know the uh, the engineers of the world, and I only use that phrase because the intellects of the world generally have the most difficult time understanding conceptually because it isn't as black and white. And the thing about mindset, the thing about personal development, uh, is that it is a little bit. Uh, ambiguous. It is a little bit esoteric. And, you know, when we start talking about consciousness, when we talk about universal law, uh, you know, we, we can get very esoteric, but we believe, and we understand that whether you believe in God or Buddha or the universe or universal law or consciousness, we know that that actually has an impact. I mean, we've got evidence of that. There's lots of evidence in the world around that. So, really about this podcast and about this conversation, it's really having people, I think, step back and look at the world that's unfolding before them, especially right now, and not being at the effect of it, which means you have to understand what's going on for you before you can actually view the world and not get caught uh, emotionally into it, not go down a, you know, like, like not get shut down spiritually. I mean, I, I we we happen to know uh, more than a couple of couples that, given what's happening in the world, the the polarity, the divisiveness of what's happening, given COVID and Vax and Novax and freedom of rights. I mean, so much controversy, and couples are actually splitting over this. They're like they're families are families. being pulled apart because of the divisiveness and the cognitive dissonance that's been happening because in our brains and in our mindset, there's a lot of things that they're seeing, people are seeing, but they can't believe it, mm -hmm. right? So what they're bumping into is their BS. And yeah. I'm not talking BS, I'm talking their belief systems. Mm -hmm. So we don't know truly 
what our belief systems are until they're tested. And right now, this is what's happening. People's belief systems are being really challenged and being tested. And then they're defending, even though they're getting evidence to the, to the contrary, people will sometimes stick so hard to their belief systems that nothing else matters. Mm-hmm. So then when we look at mindset and how that shifts into the conversation, it's it's it can be extremely, extremely difficult. And people's brains are blowing up. Yeah, they are. And, and some people, let's face it, just aren't equipped to deal with it. You know, they've never done that body work. They may not even be uh, part of a church. I mean, you know, when you look at the environment that you create for yourself, um, w- religious beliefs aside, when you put yourself in an environment where you're surrounded by people that are supportive, a community of like-minded individuals, um, you know, that really is part of what's setting yourself up for success. Now, it's one thing to go to, you know, church on Sunday or mass or whatever that might be, but how do you fold that in your life day to day? You know, you get that hit of, oh, life is pretty good after all. You know, I've got lots of gratitude. And then you get into the throes of it Monday morning and it's like, you know, it's like all of a sudden you go down these really dark, uh, people can go down these dark places. Now, we bring this up uh, because of our own training over 25 plus years and understanding we're faced with, you know, I mean, gosh, the past, I don't know, we'll say three years have been hugely faced with challenges. And I, and I think that if we didn't have the view of the world that we have, if we didn't have the training we had, if we couldn't actually step back, it, it could potentially have crushed us, you know, emotionally, mentally, uh, it didn't. It just became part of what we do. And well, don't um, don't step over that because it was not easy. And I think it's still not easy. And and if we you know step over or quickly move past the fact that yes, we've done the work, but we have to continually do the work. Oh, it's ongoing. Because yeah. if uh, we hadn't even done the resilience work, think mm-hmm. about the adversity work we did with Dr. Paul Stoltz. Yeah, like that was incredible. So we did that, and it was perfect timing because when you think about a resilient mindset, mm-hmm. you're looking at two you know, an, an adversity, you're looking at two completely opposite, back to the paradox of being a champion, mm-hmm. right? A lot of people are aware of the growth mindset versus the fixed mindset, for example, but that's only one mindset uh, conundrum. There are several, think about abundance and scarcity, for example, we are coming down with down the pipe right now with people who are bumping up to their scarcity mindset, for example, mm-hmm. or one's called a certainty mindset, for example. So certainty mindset means I ha- it has to be this way. It's my way or the highway. I can't look at out, you know, I can't look at life any other way. So when you have the the certainty mindset, for example, there's no way, there's no way past it. So then you're talking to somebody with a, a fixed mindset, and then next thing you know, your partner or your your loved one or whatever has a growth mindset and you're having trying to have a conversation. So you're not actually battling it's not a battle of wills it's a battle of mindset in mm. that regard so you're actually fighting with the other person's set of belief systems mindset and then if you're not willing or open to see where your resiliency can live or you actually can turn and look at see somebody else's perspective then it's you're going to blow up relationships and that's what i'm seeing right now so we see a lot of the challenges in the world so part of this podcast part of the mindset matters program that we're launching in october is really to speak to those individuals who believe they're capable of more, uh, understand that there is more to what they want to achieve and uh, whatever's getting in their way and want to have a conversation, want to get into a conversation about understanding their view of the world and is there a possibility of shifting it? Now, we look at 
the, I mean, think about the hundreds of athletes that you've worked with over the years and they're, they're a good benchmark, right? Because, you know, it's split seconds, it's, you know, quarter points or tenths of a point. Uh, we look at what it means in business. We certainly have had much, you know, a lot of experience with real estate investors who've really accomplished a lot. And I don't mean just in the number of doors that they own, but the life that they've created, uh, how they've effectively grown their portfolio. And that was also every single time, I think, when I got to know those individuals, they went through a process of, of understanding themselves and bu bumping up against what their fears were, understanding where that fear actually came from, which, which took effort to say, well, what is it I'm afraid of? What is it I'm afraid of? What is it I'm afraid of? What keeps, what keeps me from moving forward? And where was this fear? Where does it come from? And, and starting to understand it and go through that, uh, you know, fear is just one example. Right. And that's where the curiosity mindset lives, is that if you have a curious mindset, then you are not really generally leaning towards what's called victim mindset. Mm -hmm. So being curious is also allowing you to not have to be the expert. So think about real estate investors, for example, for or champion athletes. They've gone gotten to where they are because they're really, really, really good at something. Mm -hmm. So what's in the way? So if they're going to go from three doors to eight doors, eight doors to 17, or a bronze medal at Worlds to the gold medal at Olympics, what's the journey? Mm -hmm. And the journey is also not just about self-discovery, but it's about understanding belief systems. Because where belief systems get in the way is also linked to what's called sabotage. Mm -hmm. Sabotaging thoughts, sabotaging behaviors is what keeps people in a loop of continually getting to a certain point of success or where they are in life, and then they stop. Because our number one uh, driver, my number one driver as a human being, is significance. Well, yes, I think there's two, and and I'm, I'm, this isn't an argument of like I'm not saying that yes, significance. We both know that's powerful, but the other powerful part of it is contribution, and you know you you have to be a contribution. That's actually where your significance generally lives is from being a contribution, and we look at that even you know as a parent, uh, that really is about contribution. That's actually taking and so okay, I want to at, at its most core level, it's really about reproduction. It's about you, the DNA continuing into the future and all of those things it's a different conversation but you you make a you know that significant is significance and contribution is huge it's a big part of what drives people and they need to know that and not make it about ego or it, it really is wired into who you know we're human beings yeah it's human nature yeah. and when you think of significance and uh, just to circle back to that whole parent conversation i was listening to a podcast the other day and the woman asked the group, 40 or 50 people. And so does everybody here know why their parents had them? And it was like this question that came out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. And only about three people put up their hand. So you say parenthood or parenting is a contribution. Sometimes, but what she was trying to get across is that a lot of times we just want to see our DNA or the combination totally. of our partner and our, our DNA or somebody's DNA walking around. That to me is not a big enough contribution because if we're not willing to shift where we get our significance as our children grow, mm -hmm. then we're going to be stuck in the past. There, Then we lock them into a past and a certain belief system. So we look at, and again, I don't want to go down the whole rabbit hole of, of parenting and negative mm. patterns and all that kind of stuff. But we are dealing with, with people who have been brought up with a certain amount of belief system fuel that they have to defend. I got so many things I want to talk about right now. Go. Cool. Okay. But 
you know, interesting is there's been a recent study, it was out of the US and it was talking about zip codes. And, you know, we, we it would be the same as, uh, you know, for us in postal codes. But at the end of the day, your future, your life is actually a reflection of the postal code that you were brought up in. And that is because your view of the world in that neighborhood, in that area, in that city or whatever, was limited to whatever might be going on in that particular postal code. Now, that's not to say that if you're in the, uh, you know, nosebleed section of uh, postal codes when it comes to wealth, you, you know, th that it's better than if you're in the, you're on the wrong side of the tracks. Like we were. Like we were. But <laughs> I even think about myself, you were so much more evolved than I was. But I look at my view of the world and I, I don't even think I'd heard of, of Disney, like in terms of uh, going to, uh, you know, whatever, Orlando, some Disney theme park. Disney World? Disney World, that's what I'm looking for. <laughs> but I don't even think I knew that existed until I was in my late teens. And it was just because it was not even an option. Like it was never discussed because I didn't know. And and we didn't, you know, I'm old enough that we didn't have, you know, we had a black and white TV <laughs> with three channels. I mean, so anyways, the point is, is that these are all things that, and, and I, I, I want to expand on that a little bit, is that you know, children and contribution, significance. And if that's all we have, then we really run into problems. That's why the whole journey, the self-discovery journey is a never-ending journey because we're evolving, we're changing, things are happening in our life. And why do we want to go on a mindset matters journey? Well, not everybody does, for example, but we have to consider that fundamentally uh, we look at our life and we say, what's happening to us? And we're a victim to it. Or we shift our brain and go, how am I responsible for what's happening in my life? And how do I, how am I responsible for my own joy, for my own happiness? Uh, it's not the world is happening to me and I'm a victim to it. At some level, at some point, you have to look at it and go, well. Maybe it's happening for you. Is it, that's a shift. Right, right there is a shift. Right. You know, if you believe that the universe is happening for you, it's a totally different world when something happens. Yeah, it can piss you off. Yeah, it can shut you down and, and it can ruin your day. It could ruin your year. But if you hang on to the one fundamental world that whether we call it the universe or God or, or consciousness or however deep and broad you want to go with that topic. Um, you know, we, you and I have certainly learned over the years. And I think that anybody listening to this, if you really reflect on all the shit that's happened in your life, it all turned out for, you can reflect on it and go, you know something, if that wouldn't have happened, that wouldn't have happened. If that didn't happen, I wouldn't have met this person. My life wouldn't have gone in this direction. Often they're forks in the road. And so, but not all people are built that way. Well, most people aren't. And because when you think about growing up in the postal code that you grew up in, or I grew up in, or, or anybody who's listening to us right now, and if you reflect for a second as to who were your neighbors, where, what did you talk about? Were you in sports? Did you go to church? Did you, you know, who did you hang out with the nerds or the stoners? You know, who did you hang out with? And that becomes a reflection of what you're seeing in yourself. So they say life is a mirror. You want to know what's going on in your life? Look at the three or four people that are the closest to you. Look at what's around you. Think about your environment. The response that you're getting and get, uh, giving to people is generally a reflection, not just of values, but also of your principles. 
And most people, when we when we really think about it, when push comes to shove, are going to defend their principles to the death, regardless. And until they start looking at what they value and they're prepared to be misunderstood, then we can't enter the conversation about mindset. Mindset or shift, for example, can't happen. Shift can't happen. Shift can't happen. <laughs> oh, shift happens. Oh, shift happens. Oh, but shift happens. when it does, it sometimes can, can really upset the apple cart. And when you think about people breaking up or people having to leave their families or thinking they have to leave their city because they, their family won't accept them or they have to take a stand, there's things that are so dramatically necessary sometimes for people to start the, the journey inside. You know, there's a uh, fundamental, uh, you know, so, you know, somebody, okay, if you've listened this far, you go, okay, well, what the hell are you guys talking about? Why are we even having this conversation? And, you know, there's some flags that I think people can look into. And when we talk about mindset matters, or we talk about shift, uh, the work that we've done is that there's some flags for you. You know, if the question that you're asking yourself is why is this happening to me? Okay. Why is this happening to me? Like something's going on and why the hell is this happening to me? Why does this always happen to me? Why, why, why? But that, that is such a high level, uh, question and an endless loop that goes nowhere. Because that's the answer. It's because, yeah. Because. You know, so it's in the quality of the questions we ask ourselves. And, you know, some of the questions can be, how did I create this? Where am I responsible for this? And it's the most difficult question. Uh, we're, we're, you know, I talk about it all the time. It's probably one of the best books I've read in turn on the subject, uh, whether you like the way it's written or not. And that was by, uh, Jocko Wilnick and what's his partner's name? You always remember. I don't. Anyways, Jocko Wilnick, uh, the Navy SEAL who wrote the book. Extreme Ownership. Extreme That's Ownership. Right. And Extreme Ownership is literally taking 100% responsibility for absolutely everything, which in itself is a bit of a mind fuck because it's like, well, no, I got hit by the car. Yeah, it's not my fault. It's not my fault. Yeah. You know, that guy ran into me. It's not my fault. And it's it isn't about blaming even it's not about blaming somebody else and it's not about bl even blaming yourself. It's knowing that through a series of decisions, okay? That or indecision. Or indecision or indecision, which is a decision, that these things unfolded. And you take it back and you go, okay, what was the, you know, let's, let's talk about that. I got hit by a car. Well, you know, maybe you walked out of the house, you're pissed off, you're in a charge, you were speeding three miles an hour over the speed limit. That got you to that intersection, you know, uh, 17 seconds earlier and bam. You know, so yes, I mean, it's like, well, how did the world unfold? And it's not about it's taking the charge off of blame. So here's a fundamental, you know, is that we have relationships in our life that go south. And I and I've certainly I can I can attest that personally, right? They go south for all the reasons they go south, and it's easy to say it's their fault, it's their fault, it's their fault if they were weren't such a this or such a that. But the reality of it is, is that what was my role in those that breakdown of those relationships? What was my what was my role in not hitting sales targets, or what was my role in not accomplishing what? It's easy to blame. So there's a flag for you, which is the minute you're blaming, the minute you're complaining, that's a flag. That should be like, whoop, stop, stop right there. Quit blaming, quit complaining and dig into it. Well, you think about going back just a, just a few seconds, you said it's not about blame. But when you hear take 100% responsibility for everything that goes on, well, what if I get sick? What if what if someone I know has cancer? Is that their fault? Is, are they responsible for that? Well, the shift there is 
they are responsible for how they take care of themselves in the next stage of their life. It's not that it's their fault that they got cancer True. or they got hit by a car, but we have to deal with the what isness. Mm-hmm. And I always say that your business is my your your isness is my business. Mm-hmm. So your in order to get to what is, we have to slow down and tell the truth. And that's really the hardest thing is that we don't want to hear the truth because the truth hurts. Okay, so let's go back and say, well, what the hell does any of this matter? Why am I doing this? And why would I even give a shit about, you know, extreme ownership? Why do I care about mindset matters? Why, you know, why do I want to ask better questions of myself? You know, what is the point of this? Well, especially right now, people are very much being told that they don't have to take responsibility for their life. Everybody else is going to look after them from the government to the neighbor that's wearing the mask to somebody who else is going to do something. And everybody else is going to take care of you, but you don't have to. Mm-hmm. You then have to take care of other people. Mm-hmm. And that in itself is a mind fuck mm-hmm. because it's taking away that significance, that ability to be responsible for ourselves, for our results, for our joy. And when we take that away or we take that away from other people, we've actually ripped to the core at the center of, our, of who we are as human beings. And then it's hard and gets more and more difficult to identify what our principles are. And then all of a sudden you're going against your values and you're breaking up your family or you're, you're leaving and you're going somewhere else. So that's why it matters. It matters because we have to, at one point in our lives, step back and say, is my life a reflection of who I truly am? Do I have the people around me that, that can support me, whether they agree with me or not? It doesn't matter, but do they support me? Do they align? Do I align with them? Mm -hmm. That's the shift. The mindset going forward into a post-pandemic kind of mentality when we don't know what's going on and we don't know if we've been lied to or if we don't know if we've had the wool pulled over our eyes. Nobody knows anything, but there's a shit ton of opinions out there that are creating polarity and what polarity does is it pulls our mind apart because we're then we're swinging on the pendulum back and forth and not having that grounded center plumb bob place to be where we can then shift our attitude shift our mind shift our perspective back to what matters this goes back to you know something you just said there which is interesting i think as well which is it, it it's about our mind but it's i go back to where we started this conversation is we have to be able to step back from the emotion of it. Because emotionally, we connect a bunch of dots and then convince ourselves that this is happening and it's their fault or something has happened and my life is crap or you know these opportunities didn't show up. But there's a lot of emotionality that connect dots. That, that aren't meant to be connected. That aren't meant to you be. You know, it's like we have our own algorithm. You know, yeah, like we're, we're our own algorithm and it's based on our history, our past, our uh, experiences, our, our someone else's values. Maybe we've been, uh, our, somebody else has imposed their values on us our whole life and all of a sudden we're being backed into a corner and being forced to take a stand for what matters. And when that happens, if you're not prepared, if you haven't had the time to identify who you're being in that moment, then your actions could take you down a path that, that, that really don't serve you. It's an interesting conversation for a number of reasons, I think, is that what do we want? You know, we want our life to be easy, but life's not easy. Never. And it never is. It will always have its challenges. And anybody who says, you know, who looks like their life is easy, we know in behind there's lots of shit going on. You know, we see, you know, athletes that are, you know, the day they compete, it's spectacular. 
and they all are put together and it's like, wow, look at that performance. And we have no clue that in their whole journey, you know, they may have lost a loved one. They've had shit happen in their life. They've had financial issues that are going on. They've had federations that have said, no, we're not supporting you anymore. And oh, by the way, you've got to get, you know, you've, you've got to get double vaccinated if you want to compete. Well, what are you talking about? I just spent three and a half years of my life or 10 years of my life or my whole life training and you're not going to let me go to the Olympics if I don't get vaxxed. I don't want to get vaxxed. I mean, those are conversations that are, are real for athletes. And we look at all of what's going on in the world. And I don't, for, totally got off on a tangent. I don't know where I was going with that thought. It was a good thought, though. <laughs> it was fun to watch. You got all fired up. Fired well, up, Francie. <laughs> oh, my point is this, is that you know, it doesn't matter. We look at the result of people that we may admire and we don't realize what they went through to get there. And that really is about shifting our being able to look through a set of filters and shift our filters. And it, it was interesting is that when we change the way to look at things, the things we look at change. And I remember there was a series of pictures and I remember two of them really well. There was a series of pictures and going, what's happening here? And it was, you know, the first one was a, a car with a man, an older man in the car in the driver's seat and two young girls at the uh, window of the old man and he's giving them money. They happen to be in front of a, a convenience store, 7-Eleven or something. And uh, they're in the parking lot. And he's handing them money through the window. And these two girls are young. They're in short shorts, you know, and immediately they go, okay, what's, what is this picture? And of course, somebody is saying, well, they're prostitutes and he's paying for that. And the true story was that, no, that was dad going to the convenience store, stopping at a convenience store for his daughter and her girlfriend, who then said, who started to go in the store and then said, oh, dad, I need money. So they ran around to the driver's side of the car. He opened the window and he handed the money and somebody snapped the shot. So now all of a sudden you have a totally different view of the world, right? You like, oh, oh shit, what did I assume there? And I, and, and I was looking at it through a set of filters going, an old man handing money to young girls can only mean this. You know, that's often the thought. And the other one was in an airplane and it shows this woman and she's kind of on top of this guy. And it it's very, uh, what's the word? Suggestive. Suggestive, right? What, you know, what's going on here? And it just because of the way the shot happened to be taken, you immediately think that this is a couple and they're being maybe a little voyeuristic or something along that word or along that line. And uh, really what it was, was a woman getting out, didn't want to disturb the person in between because he was sleeping. And she tried to sneak out just as they hit some turbulence and she fell into him. Oh, no. So, so, but right away, it's like, oh, our view of the world. So it's just an example of we look at the set, we look at look through the set of filters, and these filters can be because of how we are raised, the values we believe are are of, of the values that we have and we're not even aware of them, our belief systems which we aren't really necessarily aware. Some people who've done the work understand that they've got a set of belief systems. Right. And they're also grounded in, potentially in a set of assumptions. So mm -hmm. we have uh, the work that some of the work that we do in, in shift and in, in mindset matters, we're going to talk about um, the difference between expectations and assumptions, expectations and assumptions, two of the dirtiest words on the planet, because when we have expectations of ourselves and others that aren't being met, mm -hmm. then we can get really judgy. And that judgmental side of the human being is what keeps us away from, from 
a lot of success and can actually lead to a series of, of actions that lead to sabotage in whatever we're doing, whether it's a relationship or a gold medal run or um, buying your next piece of real estate, is that that those assumptions are also, you know what they mean with assume, right? It makes an ass out of you and me. Sure. So anytime you assume something, you assume that lady was hugging that guy and or you know or whatever, and then somebody sends that picture to her husband. That could be really damaging. Mm-hmm. So what we're looking at through the filters right now, currently of our current life, is that there's so much out there to judge. But we know, and this is a really good line that I learned a long time ago. It's pretty deep. You want to maybe write this down. You ready? We never, ever, 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 ever five times know what's going on for someone else. Mm-hmm. Ever. So true. So the minute we judge, we're judging through our own expectations, our own set of values, our own set of principles. We shoulda, coulda, woulda. And next thing you know, we're shooting all over somebody that doesn't deserve our crap. Mm-hmm. So we need to reel that back in when it comes to mindset is if, if we are so locked into what we think is right mm-hmm. and we become right fighters, mm-hmm. then we disconnected to what could be true. So we go through the highs and lows. So when we look at this body of work, you know, self-discovery, what do we call it? Personal development, professional development, you know, the esoteric view of the world that so many go, yeah, I don't get it. It's like, you know, let's just get shit done. Yeah, give me the facts, Jack. Just just give me the facts. And that's not to make somebody wrong. That's the way their brain fires. But for others who are looking at their life and questioning, you know, where's where's the joy live? Where does the happiness live? Where, why is my life not fulfilling? And right now, uh, you know, more and more and it, and it has to do of course with what we just because of what we do for in our life if we're i don't want to say for a living but yeah i mean the businesses that we have and the people and the conversations we have i mean there's a number of people that we talk to that are really really messed up with what's going on in the world that was one of the kind of inspiring factors because of what we do and and how we view the world. I know that, you know, we've done a lot of coaching in our life and worked with a lot of people. And uh, this was really about bringing a group of people together in a, you know, once a month kind of meeting where we get online and we have a conversation, we facilitate, we ask questions, we give exercises, we do, you know, different work. And, you know, we often look at, you know, I look at my own what's going on for me and what's happened with me over the past couple of years, given COVID and business and all the stuff that I've been facing. And I really have had to, even knowing all that I know, it's been, uh, it's been a very heavy lift to see through all of this. And I go back to all of the tools that I've gained, whether it be meditation and or journaling or understanding my physicality and what I need to do exercise wise and, and even diet. I mean, diet is so, so profound, but it's easy to get out of that. Even, you know, I understand, you know, you know, I mean, gosh, I'm fanatical about my diet. And then when I go off it, it, it messes me up. And then, but I go down that downward spiral and I have to reverse it. And that's me knowing it's me having an awareness. So if you don't have an awareness that you're in a downward spiral, or you don't think you can ever get out of this downward spiral, I mean, that can be very debilitating, uh, leads to some version sometimes of depression and just a real lack of satisfaction with your life. And so that's what this work is about. Yeah. And, you know, to be even pinpointed more is that we're being in some ways forced to be isolated. And that is really damaging to the human spirit, to Mm -hmm. the human psyche, and also to the mind, because we stimulate each other intellectually. Um, We have opportunities to have conversations. And when you're challenged, 
personally, when I'm challenged personally and intellectually, I get fired up. I get excited. I want to know more. I am curious. I want that. But to be isolated for a person like me, even though I'm a bit of an introvert, can be damaging. And, and when you think about... Um, well, you know, sources of depression, sources mm. of, of sadness, you know, we're, we're all experiencing and I and I want to speak, you know, with a blanket term here is that a lot of loss right mm. now. And how do you process loss? How do you process grieving through what's what used to be your life, for example? Or are you super excited to see what your life could become mm-hmm. through all of this? So we're all in in this particular conversation. We're in a, we're in turning point land Mm -hmm. you know and and how are you seeing the turning point because right now we're going into a stage of 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 politics and and social socioeconomic uh trauma in that's in my life i've never experienced Mm -hmm. ever Mm -hmm. and how i have no resources for that so where do the resources come from well they need to come from other people who have other resources we can't do this alone Mm -hmm. life is a team sport you know what? And we're not getting out alive. So why are we trying to do this alone? Yeah. Survival of the fittest is not just survival. You know, we want to we want to thrive. We want to live and not have rose-colored glasses. So how do we do that and stay true to ourselves? And that's for me why this pro- these programs kind of came to light. Yeah, I think there's a, a couple. You know, there's some things that around all of that, which is to say that. You know, when we look at what's happening in the world around divisiveness, around polarity, those are actual choices that are being made. So in other words, you believe what you believe and then you take a stand and you say, okay, well, you know, this is a hill I'm willing to die on. And, you know, I just just totally recently was talking to a member of the community and we were having a discussion about what's going on and uh, for her and um, she was talking about you know, she had been vaccinated and double vaxxed and she'd actually had a reaction to it, which was interesting. But her brother is not that. Her brother is like, you're fucking crazy. I'm not, they're not putting anything in my body that I don't want. Well, what that then led to is a total breakdown of relationship between him and and the mom, because mom's going, no, you're not coming to visit me. And no, you can't bring the grandkids. And it, it, it's turned into this whole, but that's, and, and I'm only giving one example. There's literally dozens of examples that we know of that kind of polarity and divisiveness. But I believe, I do believe that it's really a shift of how you view the world. It is a mindset that says, you can have differentiating opinions, but it doesn't have to drive a wall between a family member. Now, sometimes it's going to, but it part that's a decision. It is a decision. And and it's it's because we're looking through the set of filters that we have to make somebody wrong. Do we need to be so right that we're actually willing to get into it and break it up? Like, can you can you both have opposing views? And still love each other. Can well, you... think about it. You know, what we're talking about right now is the, there would be no way for this divisiveness to happen if there wasn't already a breakdown somewhere. Mm-hmm. So it also is shining a light on where the breakdowns are. Mm-hmm. So think about that without blame, without excuses. So thinking going forward, and, and we can only talk about what's happening right now, uh, today, is that now people are going into a st- situation where they're bumping up against their own principles. Mm -hmm. So people are making decisions 
like this woman, she made a decision to get double vaxxed and her brother said no. So it created a split between them. And then it translated and rippled out so that the mom now steps. Well, yeah, but interesting enough, between brother and sister, I have a total different view around that. It didn't drive divisiveness. She's got all the capacity in the world. She goes, I love my brother. I don't necessarily agree with him, but I'm not even sure I agree with the decision I made, but that's how I have to function in my life. Right. So that's why I made the call. But mom is going, no, like it, there's, there's a hard line there and brothers then taking a hard line. The point of all of this is that, and that that's just an example because those examples, I'm sure that anybody listening to this is either has experienced it personally or they know somebody who's, who's going, going through, through it. it. And that's the way. And we can blame government. We can blame mainstream media. And, and it's all true. Uh, but at the end of the day, we're still in choice of how we react to this information and the stand we're going to take, you know, and it's that divisiveness of making people wrong. You're wrong because you got the vaccine, the vaccination, or you're wrong because you didn't get it. It's just so polarizing. And so that's just one example. Right. I mean, well, it also works when it comes to separating people and divide and conquer. Mm -hmm. You know, that's what I'm seeing happening right now is that people are going to be choosing. And as we're going into this, um, my mom always said to me, you know, if, if all of your friends, and I'd say, mom, mom, everyone's doing it. Everyone's doing it. And she would say, well, if everybody jumped off the high level bridge, would you jump off too? Sure. Yeah. So what I was raised in is do the opposite, mm -hmm. not the obvious. Get more information. Do the critical thinking. Mm -hmm. Ask the questions. Be curious. Make sure that when you do make the decision, it's the right decision for you at the right time. So here's what I'm thinking is that now we've got, you know, 80% of the people going to be on passports, example, for example, and leading to whether it's digital currencies or contact tracing or whatever this is about. Nobody knows for sure. We don't have the future. But there are going to be people in that last 20, 25% that may have to make a decision that you don't agree with. And mm -hmm. if they've been principled this time and say, I'm not doing it, I'm not doing it, I'm not doing it. And all of a sudden, the reason they have to do it is because of a highest value. So for example, you can't work, or your kids can't do sports. Or all of a sudden, you're like, uh oh, I'm gonna have to step back from what I've been my flag, my principles, and I may have to make a new decision. Mm -hmm. So that's where I think the compassion is going to have to live right now. Because the stronger you've been on one side or the other, I mean, you can't undo something that you've shot in your body, you can't undo it, got it. Mm -hmm. Um, can you can you get healthy and eat right and take the right vitamins and do do water baths and cleansing and do the things that you need to do to stay healthy? Would you do that with or without a jab? Absolutely. But what I'm talking about is the shift that it's going to be right now for those last few people that have held out. And now they're going to have to maybe do something that goes so deeply against their mm -hmm. belief systems because of now the pressure to do it has gotten so, so, so tough. So then, but the, and, and that's fine. There, there's a context that everybody has to have for the decisions that they make, you know, and, and, and understanding context of who you want to be, how you want to show up is very important. Now we've talked, you know, given what's going on globally with the pandemic and COVID and the choices that are having to be made and all of the things that the disruption that's happening in the world right now, I mean, that's a big issue. And it's driving a lot of these emotional decisions. It's driving a lot of uh, the, the divisiveness is, you know, from a society point of view. Well, people are finding their tribes. Their people pe are, are hanging out with, they've, they've never liked them their whole lives. Right. Relatives are finding each other that are like, all of a sudden we have something in common. But 
pro but, or pro or negative or, or positive. It doesn't matter. But all of a sudden, you're you're changing. People are changing um, lanes or jumping ship, and that's going to be dramatic when it comes to helping people identify their values because there, a new set of values. There's a new set of values, and but this is really this is just a prime. I mean, it's an in-your-face example of how life can unfold. But how do we deal with it? And this can be you know businesses that go south. This could be uh, changes to uh, you know you lose your job. Uh, your company, uh, you know, trans transfers you somewhere you don't want to go, but you have to feel like you have to take it. You know, something happens in life. It could be a death. It could be a divorce. There's so many things, but it's really about how do we show up as and be a stand for ourselves? How do we handle all of these things that are coming at us? Like you say, you know, the pandemic and COVID and all of the controversy around it is it's an in your face kind of thing right now, but it's not just about that. It's about life and the things that happen in life and how we deal with it. Where does joy live? Where does happiness live? Where does satisfaction live? How do we actually arrive at that? And this is really, when we get into mindset matters, this is about uh, equipping people with tools. It's about having conversation. It's actually discussion that opens up the view of the world for people to consider in that world of self-discovery. You know, where can you improve? Where can you understand more about what makes you tick? Now, not everybody wants to do the work, let's face it. I mean, you know, nobody wants to necessarily do this body of work. Uh, Having said that, we're driven to do it. We're inspired to do it. It's part of who we are. It's what we love to do. Um, And so we can get really deep really fast. But at the end of the day, it's intended to really... uh, take on life differently and to have relationships differently and to be uh, true to yourself, have integrity and live in an integrous way based on your own values and understanding who you are. Yeah. And that's a really important conversation because people, I think they toss around and abuse the word integrity. Yeah. They, they use it to judge other people because they did something outside of their values or they maybe changed their mind or something happened. So we have to be really careful around the word integrity. The word integrity is who you are when nobody's looking. Would you make the same decision in a, in a post-pandemic life? Would your pre-pandemic life, are you in integrity or alignment with the information that you have? So I, 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 I caution that word. But what I would like to circle back to is understanding your guiding values because your guiding values are what's going to get you through. If you have to make a decision that you don't want to make in order to keep your job or to keep your family together and you're going against your integrity or against your values, then you have to find a way to to get grounded in the decision that you're making, not to make yourself wrong. Because mm-hmm. if you go against what you've been saying for the last year and a half, and all of a sudden people say, yeah, but you said that. And next thing you know, something in my life has happened. And maybe I can't go to the Olympics if I don't get jabbed. What? Mm-hmm. You know, I have to make a decision. Mm-hmm. So the decision has to be able, I have to be able to live with myself. And that's really what, what mindset is and why it's so important to understand that you, it things have to change. We have to grow. It's malleable. We have a mind and a brain that are two different things. Your brain is the muscle. It doesn't do anything without the mind or the consciousness or the vagus nerve or, or the nutrition. It is just a chunk of muscle. Your brain is not anything without consciousness. Consciousness, the field of possibilities, you know, it is so, uh, I love that conversation. And, uh, you know, we've seen a lot of things, how life has manifested for us because of that understanding. Um, You know, something about integrity that 
I got into a discussion about somebody about, wow, integrity has lots of meanings. And, you know, they went on this whole path about structural integrity. Well, you know, Bridge has got structural integrity. That's different than integrity about values and living your value. And I go, well, I don't think it is. I think ultimately integrity, even structural integrity is about who we are and and the stronger we are the more structural integrity we have within ourselves when we are being true to ourselves here's the caveat to that is people really don't know who they are and that is Ooh, a blanket <laughs> statement mr francis well, i know that's probably wrong but <laughs> you know but so often I'll, I'll rephrase it okay in general people you know and i grew up in that space where it's just the way i am and it's like we don't have an option and the reality of it is we do have an option. So, um, you know, without getting down that whole path of, of context for living and understanding yourself, we're almost at an hour of this. So uh, we could, I don't know, if, uh, hopefully this has brought some values, some food for thought for listeners. Uh, anything that you want to want to cap off before we sign off? Wow. Uh, so many layers of, of matters of the mind and, and also connecting it to your soul, you know, mindset, heart set soul set we all we're human beings having a you know an experience that um is physical Mm -hmm. so we can't separate we can't live in silos thinking that the decisions that we make around our body don't affect our mind or the decisions we make around our mind don't affect our body it's it's ridiculous Mm -hmm. so to separate it out or to think that my decision on you know what i put in my body doesn't affect my mind is is ridiculous Mm -hmm. so i think that as I grow and evolve, because it's a lifetime journey, you know, I'm I'm on the I'm on the lifetime plan. Sure, <laughs> I'll never get off this one. Yeah. Um, is that is that to be gentle, mm-hmm. you know, be gentle with myself, uh, trying to be gentle with with my with you with my with my relationships, seeing trying to see the world through other people's values, mm-hmm. and to communicate not just in my values or try to force my values or what I think is right on people, but actually be curious and invite their values and let me see their world through their values so that I can connect. If we we have to start reconnecting again, not just on Zoom, we need to connect heart to heart, eye contact, touching, we need to be able to grow beyond what we think we're going to, we're not going to get out of this life alive, we're going to die, my mom said, you know what, we're going to die of something. Mm-hmm. So what's your life going to be like until that? Uh, what's your life going to be like until that? That's why we're doing this work. Uh, so, ladies and gentlemen, we'll bring it in for a landing at that conversation. Thanks, Stephanie, for the conversation. Uh, hopefully, people got some value out of this. Uh, if you're interested in uh, learning more about Mindset Matters and the program that we launched in October, where we're doing one meeting a month for till the end of the year. And, and they're then, standalone meetings. It's not standalone. a program. Yeah, there's not, not a program. program. They're not, what's it called? Um they're standalone. That's that's what I'm going to say. They're not They're progressive. not progressive. They're not progressive. So uh, join us, and if you're interested in that, always you can contact me by sending an email to CEO at RainCanada.com. I'd love to get your feedback uh, if you've enjoyed this, and uh, we may consider doing this on a regular basis. We'll see how this unfolds and how it goes. Uh, CEO at Rain Canada, and then registering for the program. We'll put a link somewhere, and uh, you'll be able to click on it and see. And we're going to launch. Uh, our Facebook page, a private Facebook page that we've set up called Shift, Setting Honest Intentions for Transformation. And that is for those individuals who are interested in getting into a conversation and having these conversations in a safe space. It will be a closed group and uh, you can look forward to that as well. So uh, once again, thanks, Stephanie. And uh, listeners, thanks very much. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. 
If you found value in the podcast, please take the time to rate and review and share with others, share with your friends. As it is my goal to always improve and to provide the highest value for you, the listener, if you have any comments, suggestions, or questions you'd like answered, please email me at ceo at raincanada.com. That's ceo at reincanada.com. I look forward to hearing from you. And until next time, Patrick out.